This podcast is a presentation of Gateway Fellowship, Paulsville, Washington. Experience community, find hope. Check us out at gatewayfellowship.com. I think that in eternity past, God did something, and I think he looked into the future, and he looked at this guy that would be named Tom someday, that's me, and, um, and, and said, I'm not going to give him a, the gift of singleness. Some of you have that gift, you know, here, but not this guy. And so um, he will never be able to figure it out on his own. He will never be able to do life by himself. So then he created this other gal named Jen, my wife, and some of you know her. And so next, next month, Jen and I are celebrating 50 years of, of marriage, which I do, I, no, I know what you're thinking right now, that he is not that old, and you are right. So anyway, but that's, that's true. So we've been hanging out for that, that, that many years together. Um, and here's, here's what I've learned, um, that there is no way in life that I could do it without Jen by my side. Um, she completes me in, in ways, and I know that would be the story of many of you as well, in, in what she fills in the weaknesses that I have. Um, there are times when I have found myself, I, I think probably, probably wrongly, per, perhaps, I just share that with you, kind of going to that what if place when I'm sitting um, by myself and that's I'm usually the first one up. I'm doing my own personal devotions. And if I allow my mind to go like, what if I have to do this alone? Um, then ungodly fear can begin to sit into my, my life. I have to, I have to re- re- reject that because I believe that God sent her along just for me. Uh, I did one time. It was on a Sunday, actually. I introduced my, my two sons. And I said, these are my two sons from my first wife. And I forgot to say, but I only have one wife, you know, so would be my wife, Jen, and so someone corrected me on that a, a, a little bit later, but she has completed me in ways that, that some, some of you can understand, and perhaps that's part of your story as, as well. I have a saying that I bought her up above, it's above the fridge, attributed to Winnie the Pooh, who, of course, that's a cartoon, so didn't say it right. But if I live to be 100, or if you live to be 100, I want to live to be 100 less one day, so I never have to live without you. And um, if this is your first Sunday here, or you're going like, what's he talking about today? This is not a marriage series. <laughs> I'm not actually talking about, about marriage. But I think there are some, some things that, that are very, very similar um, within the body of Christ. Not in the intimate way I'm talking about with, with marriage, but I think in many, many ways, God brings us together and he completes his faith community because you are here and many other people like you. And that's what I want to talk about today. That as we live out this commission, <clears throat> what we've been calling the gospel life, and this is the last of our series, as Mario mentioned, we're launching into the book of Galatians next week in a series called No Other Gospel. But today we're concluding the gospel life that as we go out and live as a faith community that God has brought together to complete one another through various gifts and talents, we make a difference in the world. There, as Mario mentioned, there was a group of people who went out yesterday to serve in our community. There was an impact that was made because this is the reality and this is the truth that we are stronger together than we are as individuals. We are stronger and better together as a community than we are as 
individuals. Just like when God brings two people together in a marriage and completes them, he completes this faith community through you by being a part. Why? Because the body of Christ is made up with people with different strengths and abilities or gifts, and individually we make up the whole. And that's what I want to talk to you for just a little bit um, today as we kind of conclude the gospel life. Kind of experiences in, in, a, in a little ways this past week. So my group, my small group, we were tasked with providing breakfast for those that went out and served yesterday. And so Jen was busy with, with her mom yesterday, and, or Saturday, yeah, yesterday, Saturday, Friday. So um, I was sent to shop with a couple of our young moms in our um, small group to pick up all the groceries for, for um, the breakfast. Now, I hadn't been to Costco for a long time. I'm not a bad shopper, but that Costco thing, that's a different story right there. It's like going to Ikea, I think, sometimes. You just got to know the routine. You got to know, figure out. And so when I got there, I quickly learned that the only thing I could do well was to push the cart and then do what I was told. So uh, it was like these gals go, who would go to Costco like, like I think every, every week. I mean, they're in personal, you know, relationship with, with the people there. Like I know the name. I know, I know all these people. So, hey, grab this, do this, grab two of those, grab two. Don't touch that. Don't bruise the bananas. You know, don't do this. And when we got to the checkout stand, I totally screwed it up until I was told by the, look, keep your hands off. We will take care of it. Just do what you're told. And so much so that the, that the guy, one of the workers was watching all this happen, started, started laughing, you know, well, it, it's an illustration, I think, like, just, let's just do our part and let's don't try to do somebody else's part. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. What, what if we kind of lived out this way as a faith community, recognizing that when you, when you became a part of the body of Christ, you became a follower of Christ, you're uniquely gifted in a way that helps complete the whole. What if we begin to think that everyone here today, online, um, everyone who, who is a part of this faith community, and when I, when I use the, the verbiage faith community, I'm talking about church, so that's how I refer to it. What if we begin all to live this out, like God has gifted me and talented me in such a way that I help to complete the body of Christ. I help to make the whole. What if we lived out that way? What impact would we have together? So I want to talk to you first about the body of Christ. And so this is something that, that um, many of you um, know and actually could probably teach it better than I do. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 um, that the physical body and the spiritual body are the same. That's what he says. Using our physical bodies as an illustration, he describes the body of Christ. In verse number 12 of chapter 12, he says, for just as the body, our physical bodies, is one and has many members, so arms, legs, eyes, mouth, all that, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, then he says, so it is with Christ. So if we just consider our physical body for just a moment, all the parts, you know, that are going on, those we can see and those we can't see, Paul says that's exactly like the body of Christ. That is all of us. Verse number 13, he says, for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. So we're not, we're not individually the body of Christ. We make up the body of Christ. So his purpose for teaching here is simply to illustrate the human body to show Christians, that's you and me, to show followers of Jesus, that though we are different and we have a different function, we are intended by God to work together. He calls you and me into this body to work together to carry out his purpose in life. 
Each human body is one body made, made up of different parts, yet all contribute to the whole. So we know that's, that's the physical body and the functioning of the body because it's designed to carry out a specific function. So this is true of our physical bodies. It's true of the body of Christ. Regardless how long you've been a follower of Jesus, or maybe this is your first Sunday here, you and I are designed as individuals to complete the body of Christ. You may, you may have been in this faith journey for many, many years, for a long, long time. Maybe, maybe this is your first, maybe you received Christ this way. It doesn't make any difference. He has gifted you and he has talented you to carry out a function within the body of Christ. So together, we make an impact in the world today. We go out under this mandate to make disciples here, there, and everywhere. Why? Because all are gifted. And Paul teaches that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. So he goes like, when you consider um, the body of Christ, there's a lot of different gifts going on. Well, Mario talked about um, those of you and those of the, those who are working in the children and those of you who, who might have a gift for working in children because some of you do, many of you do. For others of you, no, no, no. You shouldn't work with kids, right? Or teens or anything like that because that's, that's not your area. But listen, when it comes to other gifts and abilities, you excel. So he has made us different. He has gifted us, same spirit, he has distributed those for one purpose, and it's to carry out this mission to make disciples in all the world. We recognize that each of us have strengths and weaknesses, but we work together and we function as a healthy body of Christ. We function together. Our senior leadership team here at Gateway is going through a book, I don't know if you've heard it, it's called The Working Genius. Working Genius by Patrick Lenciani, great, great leadership author. And we've all taken this exam. Now, I, I hate these exams, quite honestly, that tell you who you are, you know, because I never wonder, I'm gonna always wonder how, what's it gonna say about me, you know, but we all, we all took them. And the Working Genius exam helps you define one of six areas, here they are. Wonder, discernment, enablement, invention, galvanizing, and tenacity. So those are kind of the six areas that you find yourself in when you take the surveys. So I took the survey, as did the other team members. And your working genius is the one thing that gives you joy and energy. So I'm gonna tell you what my working genius is, according to the survey, right? It's called invention. That's one of the six, invention. What does that involve? It involves creating new ideas, it says this, you're a generator of new ideas in response to the needs of others. Now, where it gives you kind of your working genius, this, this thing gives you your working frustration as well. So it's what you really enjoy, but what you're really, really frustrated about. And here's what I learned. There's only two of us out of the entire team that uh, land in the, work, in the uh, invention area, and that's where I am, and everybody else is on the frustrating side of that one. So what's, I, I come to the conclusion that I just frustrate a lot of the team a lot. Um, my working frustration is the getting it done part. So that all boils down to this. Like I come up with the ideas and someone else does the work, you know, so or figures out how, how to do it. And it's a beautiful, honestly, it's a beautiful mix on our team. But what is true of the team here is true of this body as well, right? 
It's the same exact thing. It's just the way God created you and he created me and he's created all of us to carry out his purpose, to be on mission together as people of God created differently and gifted by God, we are called to be on mission together. So this is a time when you look at the person in front of you, beside you, whether you know them or not, and you just do this. You go like, you are really different. Do that right now. You're different. You're different. You're different. Now, you're different. This is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. You're different because you've been gifted differently. But we are all called to be on mission together. We're stronger and better together than we are as individuals as we bring our gifts, talents, abilities to the community and we live those out. That's what God has called us to do. That's why I think there are attempts by the enemy in the, in the church today, in the faith community today, to divide us. And he's trying to divide us in so many different ways because if he can divide us, then the mission doesn't get accomplished in a way that I think God has designed it. He's created us differently. He's called us to be on mission together. So we're a community on mission. I want to just kind of dive into that a little bit. Like I mentioned, that's what took place yesterday as different various team members or um, members of this body came together and went out and served. It was a community on mission. A community on mission for Jesus is an authentic community where people gather together, live out their gifting and their purpose given them by God, where we grow together and we impact the world for Jesus. That's our call. If you've been around Gateway um, for a long time, I have shared that, that we are only here for one purpose, and that's to impact the world, beginning here locally, to make the name of Jesus famous. That's why we are here. But let me break down community on mission just a little bit. We're, we're a community. Um, it's the gospel that brings people together. Are you with me? It's a gospel that brings, it doesn't make any difference what you're journey was like. It doesn't make any difference how badly you screwed up life or I screwed up life. It doesn't matter, you know, where we fall on the, on the, on the economic scale, you know, rich or poor. It doesn't matter. None, none of that matters. The world tries to divide us and put us into groups and categories. The gospel does not do that. The gospel brings all people together. It's the good news. Community comes from the root word commune, which focuses on what we have in common. So we have some different talents and gifts. We look different. We have different abilities. But what is it that we have in common? Every one of us has faith in Jesus. That's what we have in common. And that's what brings us together. As we gather in community, we are called to live out our giftedness, our purpose, to add it, if you will, to everyone else's gift and then together make an impact in the world today. I am convinced that there are people who come here every Sunday, every time we, we gather, and will never learn anything new about the Bible. Um, let, me, let me say it, not because you're not listening, let me say it, because you already know. So when I, when I said 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there are gonna be people like that, oh, I could teach that, and you could, you could probably do it better than I could. Now, you're not going to learn always something new from the Bible. So I have talked about what about when church isn't for you? Or what about when church isn't ab about you? 
What if it's not about you coming and learning something new? What, uh, what if it's about you connecting with someone that you just sitting beside this morning? What if church is about the other person? What if when we gather, it's about the person that you never saw before, but you said something to, and you don't even know it, but you encouraged them? Maybe it was just how you looked at them. What if it's about the other person? That's what a community on mission is about. That's what community is. We come together, our faith in Jesus brings us together, and we live out this life encouraging one another, being a part of the body of Christ. We need community. We are to be in a community, and a community is driven not by perfection, but by health. And so I say it this way a lot. Healthy, not perfect. I spoke a little bit about that last Sunday. We're, we're not perfect. Like, we screw up, yes? We make mistakes. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. We all do. So we're not, we're not perfect. Sometimes we stumble and sometimes we fall. More on that in just, just a minute. But I pray that we can be healthy. I pray that we're a, we're a healthy community that comes together, focuses on Jesus, and then focuses on the mission that's in front of us. This is what we see happening in Acts chapter 2. Verses 42 through 47, coming up on the screen. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and prayers, and awe came over every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Can you just imagine that? Um, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received the food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. But look what happened. And the Lord added to their numbers day by day those who were being saved. This was an authentic community who had come together, who were living out their gifts and their talents, focusing on, on the mission. And what was the result? The Lord added to their number day by day. So a couple things here. They were devoted to learning about God. That's what brought them together. That's what we do. We, we grow together. They were devoted to one another. If you go through the Bible and you just underline or circle all the one another injunctions, there are many, mention that in just a moment, but they were devoted to one another doing life together. They were devoted to eating together, being together, and they were devoted to prayer. And the impact was the Lord added to their number. So this is a community on mission. Not healthy, but per, not, not perfect, but healthy. They were authentic. An authentic community is where people can struggle. And, and people can stumble sometimes. We do. And receive help and understanding. We need one another. Because we are not perfect. I love what um, Robert Thune and Will Walker wrote. They said, no matter how you're wired, you might be an introvert and, introvert, and there are introverts here and there are extroverts. Socially adept or socially awkward. Something in your soul longs for meaningful relationships with other humans. We long to know others and be known by them. We treasure friendships that allow us to be truly ourselves. Though some of us have never found this sort of community, and though others have been deeply wounded by relationships, all of us still long for deep, authentic, real community. I believe that's what Jesus has called us to be. It's this community, a healthy community, that makes a difference in the world today. Someone wrote this, everyone is a saint in isolation. 
That is true. Like, we're pretty good if we're in isolation. It's in community that our real weaknesses, flaws, and sins are, are exposed. And that's why it's essential, I believe, not optional for transformation. That's why I push back against someone who says, like, it's just God and me, and I don't need any of you. That is not biblical. And that is not true. We need one another. We can't become the people of God that he wants us to become outside of community. We can't become that community that makes a difference in the world outside of one another and the gifts and talents that you bring. It's an authentic community. This is the real life community that we grow, but it it doesn't stop there. I'm committed to to the gathered church and, and you're here today. I'm committed um, to the purpose and mission that Jesus has called us to make his name famous in the world and be people who disciple others. It's people who gather together and grow together and then go together. So all of you um, drove by our sign either out here on the, on the corner or you drove by one of those signs here, unless you snuck in the back here. Maybe, maybe you did. But our, our logo, gateway logo, is this out here. So you'll see it when you, when you leave. But every now and then, I just share, like, there's a purpose behind the logo. Maybe you know it, maybe you don't, because it really defines our purpose as a faith community. Outside the circle is a tale. So what we do is we come and we gather together. And so you are faithful to do that. Um, and it's incredible that you do. So we come in, we gather together for some of us for the very first time. Some of us are new, new followers. Some of us have been on the journey for a while, but we gather together and it's in here that we grow together. So we talk about groups. We talk about gathering as a large group like this. We talk about growing together in small groups. And as we grow together, if we just stay here, we're not fulfilling the mission of Jesus. We have to go out into the world um, and share the good news of the gospel. So we come, we gather together, we grow together, and we go together. It's what Jesus has called us to do. The thinking out there, I just mentioned, I think is well described by Tony Evans that I don't need the church. And that's just like me saying to you, I don't need you. Well, you're saying to everybody, like, we don't need each other. Oh, yes, we do. Tony Evans said it well. He says, I hear people say, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And they are absolutely right. Salvation is through faith alone and in Christ alone. But you don't have to go home to be married. But stay away long enough and your relationship will be affected. Guaranteed. We gather together because Jesus has called us together. If we stay apart, there's minimal spiritual growth that I believe negatively impacts the mission that we are called to, and that's to go and make disciples. In the New Testament, there are like over a hundred live like this statements, which I described just a few moments ago, like be devoted to one another, pray for one another, bear one another's burdens, and on and on and on. You can't do that in isolation. It's easy, it is, it's easy to be a part of an authentic community where people are growing. Is it easy? No, it's not always easy because we're a part and we are not always easy, right? All of us. It's not always easy, but it's God's call. As we move closer to him, we move closer to one another. We move from isolation into community. It's not the other way around. And it's that community that makes a difference in the world as we live out this mission to make disciples. Community is a primary context for mission. Our outward focus 
as believers, there's a world out there that needs to hear the good news of who Jesus is. That's why we've been talking about the gospel life, living out the gospel life. There are people that you're connected with. There are people that make, that, that you're called to make a difference in as you allow Jesus to work in you and, and through you. God wants to use our communities as messy and broken as we are. When I said last week, um, the accusation uh, against the church uh, that's just full of hip- hypocrites, it's messy, it's broken, it's true. We're a messy and broken people coming together to grow together in order to make a difference in the world. A community on mission is about you and me becoming more like Jesus. And it's about people who don't know Jesus coming to know him as Lord and Savior. That's what this is, this is all about. Ian Paul um, posed the correct question when he asked, can mission happen without building community? So can this mission that Jesus has called us to happen without the community that we're talking about? And he says this, if we don't maintain our church communities, or what I refer to as a faith community, what do we invite people to as part of our mission? It's a bit like inviting the neighbors to your house for dinner and then having no food to offer them because you spend all your time on the act of invitation. It's true. And what we invite people to do is come on in, let's grow together. There's an African proverb that I came across years ago. It just says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you go together. And it's this community God has called us to go together so that we impact the world today. You've all played tug of war sometime probably in, in life. So if you, if you could see the other end of this rope and there's one person on the end of the rope, whose team are you going to be on? That, this team, right? That's where I'm going, like, I'm going to be a part of a team that's working uh, together to make a difference. Now I'll show you a little video. I, I showed this video to Jen. I think it perfectly describes what, 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 what we're talking about. But it's going to, it's kind of odd. It, it may even give you the you know, a little squirmies, just, just a little bit. Here it is right here. <laughs> yeah. So these are ants. Yeah, totally. Have you seen anything like that? So it's like an ant, what they call an ant bridge. Apparently the ants wanted to get over to a source of food. And this bridge is just made up of their bodies. I know, crawling on top of you. Isn't that weird? Like crawling on top of each other and then somehow making a bridge. I know. That's weird, isn't it? But I saw that and I thought, ow, oh, what we can do together. Look what we can, I'm not calling you a bunch of ants or anything like that, but um, okay, that, you know, that's enough there. We can shut it off there. That's like, ant, Amber's like, so like what, what we do together makes a difference in the world. Hey, think about that next time you put out your little ant trap, right? So, few things. What, what is true? What is true? Without you, without every one of you, without you, this community, this community is less than what God intended it to be. Without your gifts and talents, every one of you, I don't care how long you've been a believer or not, this community is less than what God has called it to be without you. Your gifts and talents and abilities are critical to fulfill the mission of Jesus. Don't let the enemy come in and say to you, I mean, I've had people say like, I, I just, I felt like I don't have anything to offer. That is a lie from the enemy. That is not true. Your gift, your talent, and your ability all are critical to fulfill the mission of Jesus. God has called us to be on mission, and the only way to do that is together.
together. And I want to say thank you for all that you're doing because I believe that you're making impact. Are we perfect? Nope. Will we ever be perfect? No. But we can be perfectly in love with Jesus, can't we? And healthy together. Leonard Sweet says this, the church is best defined as a community of practice. A place where those who have chosen to live the life of Christ can hit flats and sharps, miss entrances, go off beat, and even get completely lost for a while. He's describing, I think, a healthy, not perfect community. Yet still be part of the church community's practice session that is Christ's church. Isn't growing a soul like learning any musical instrument a lifelong project? Yes, it brings great joy. Yes, it brings focus and direction. Yes, it brings artistic perfection, but it takes the continual, gradual, lifelong practice. And that's you and that's me. But the good news is we do what Jesus has called us to do and brought us together to do. And you know, he's responsible for the results. Go back to Acts, who added, who added um, to the number that was saved daily? Who added to that? The Lord did, God did. We do what he's called us to do and he takes care of the rest. Thank you for being a part of a community on mission. And I believe there's a great work out there, do you? I believe that we have a great opportunity to love people and to reach them in the name of Jesus to make his name famous and you're doing that. We're gonna gather around the communion table here um, and I'm just gonna invite those online or here. Maybe you forgot your, your element, that, that's okay. Um, but we have these little onesies that we use and we're gonna gather around the table, we're gonna pause and give him thanks. And here's, here's what I like to do. As we partake of the bread, which represents his body broken, that we might be made whole in every way. I'd like for you to just offer up your gift and your talent. You, you may go like, I don't even know what it is. That's fine. Won't you just offer up the person God has created you to be to him and say, God, would you just lead me and guide me? Um, would you do in me and work in me and through me in the way that you desire? Maybe your prayer is like, God, just fix my brokenness because that's probably a prayer for all of us. Um, would, you, would you do in me something that, that you desire? And maybe for some, it's healing, because his body is broken, that we could be made whole in every way. And I believe that's physical healing, and some of you need that today, or a miracle in your life. Or maybe there's a broken relationship um, in life. He can bring healing to that as well. And we're going to partake together, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to, invite you just to offer that up to him. Um, we're gonna pray against the enemy who always wants to bring discouragement into all of our lives and tell you, you know, hey, what do you got to offer there? No, what I have to offer is who Jesus says I am. That's who you are. So Father, I thank you that we can pause. We can gather around your table today. Your body was broken that we might be made whole in every way. That's emotionally and spiritually, mentally, physically. Um, some of us are discouraged today. I, I know there are some of us who think like, what can I do? The enemy has come in <clears throat> and created confusion and discouragement. But your body was broken that we might be made whole in every single way. And I thank you for that. So as we offer it up to you, we receive from you in Jesus' name. Let's take the bread, shall we? Hmm. In the cup, Father, I thank you 
that we can be in relationship first with you and then with one another. You have called us together and it's only through your sacrifice, your shed blood, that we can, we can realize that truth. Thank you, Father, for a brand new hope in a brand new eternity. Thank you, Father, that you loved us so much that you gave your son for us. And now you've called all of us to go out and share the good news of the gospel. Let's take the cup together, shall we? Hmm. Now let's stand together. And as you go out in just a few minutes, Mario will come to close us. Let's stand. Let's go out. People on mission, shall we? Individually and then as a community um, destined to make a difference for the name of Jesus.
Let's go. 